Welcome in. Welcome back in, folks. Uh, great to have your company this afternoon. Afternoons with Staffy in association with Gull, and they fuel your mission all year round. And we are going to be fueled by the delightful Anna Grimaldi, who joins us now, two-time Paralympic gold medalist. Anna, welcome in. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, look, I've been wanting to talk to you for the longest time. Ever since I saw you competing at the Graham Douglas Invitational, I thought, there's a woman on a mission. You're quite into oh. it, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. I guess, yeah, I've, I've been doing it for a while now and I, and I love it, yeah. The thing that amazed me when I was looking at, at your history, Anna, was you started competing um, and then three years later you won gold medal at Rio. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, that was not at all the plan at all. I didn't even think when I started I'd be in Rio, let alone winning. And um, yeah, it's still kind of hard to believe. Like, yeah, I, I, I was so shocked then. I mean, the distance I knew I was capable of that distance, but just didn't know that that would equal a gold. And yeah, just, yeah. It's still kind of hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> and that first time, and, and then again in Tokyo four years later, you did it again. You're in a position that us mere minions of Kiwis don't get to stand on a dice with a gold medal round our neck and a New Zealand watching a New Zealand flag going up that pole, knowing New Zealand are just beaming with joy. How can you describe that feeling as the athlete that's earned that? I mean, I don't think you ever would get used to it. I've only done it twice and I just can't even fathom doing it again. Um, that's obviously the plan, but yeah, it's, it's um, it's just a huge, I know for me in Tokyo, it was just a huge sense of relief that um, the, the four years, five years prior to that had been incredibly tough and um, to have made it back, even competing at that competition, let alone um, winning again was insane. But yeah, it's just a proud feeling seeing your flag and, and, then, and then singing the national anthem. Um, yeah, it feels so much more special any, than any other time that I've ever sang it. So can you sort of wind your mind back to that Tokyo gold medal moment? Like so many athletes I talk to say the first emotion, the first reaction is relief. When when mm. does relief become joy? I think for me it was totally on that podium. Um, I was incredibly relieved. That was That was my main feeling throughout. I mean, I was just incredibly nervous the entire competition. I was you know, thinking, oh, where's the best place I can have a throw up somewhere? I'm doing this stuff and I was just so nervous. There was so much pressure and so much pressure I'd put on myself. I was ready to compete. And, and then when it was over, it was just an immense sense of relief. And then on the podium, I just remember just uncontrollably crying. Like I, I just it hadn't sort of sunk in until that moment. That was probably an, an hour after we finished competing. And um, yeah, it was just incredible. It's funny, you know. You, yeah. you I, I watch, like I've watched sport my whole life, and you see an athlete, and they're bawling their eyes out, and I'm and I'm trying to, trying to figure out how that must feel because I know how hard the likes of yourself, and, and if you look at someone like Sophie Pascoe, for example, she she wins gold medals yeah. for fun, and it gets her every time on the podium. And I th- is that a reflection of the hard work, the support, the family, the coaches, the training, the federations that all put into you? and you've climbed the mountain? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I mean, in that moment, there's been so many things that have got you there, but in that time, I think it's also um, acknowledging that you yourself managed to 
put, execute it, put it all together, and and that the day in day out choice to continue and to put everything into it was, um, you know, coming to fruition. I guess as well, like it's it is a slog a lot of the time. I think especially for me, um, leading into Tokyo, the the year leading into it was really fun, but the the three years prior were incredibly tough and it was a conscious decision every day to wake up and go to training and um, put in that effort. And I think that relief and those tears were just knowing that um, all of the effort, not only me, but everyone else put in as well, was, was um, you know, finally here and, and that we executed it the way we wanted to. Yeah. So you... Tell me about pressure and the pressure you put on yourself to want to perform to be the best for yourself and then the pressure to perform for others. Is that is that a real thing? Yeah, definitely. And they're, they're, they're different types, definitely. Um, I felt, obviously, going into Tokyo, I'd won the previous Paralympics and, and that had been, you know... I won't say a fluke, but it had been come out of left field for me. I didn't exactly at all. I wasn't ranked anywhere near top of the field. And But going into Tokyo, it was a different feeling. I was ranked number one by a considerable margin. And um, going in there knowing that I actually had the... I was totally capable of winning. For, like winning. Um, that was a really interesting feeling. And one, the pressure, like that type of pressure I'd never felt before because it always been either the underdog I'd just started um, I'd never won anything before or I'd been injured and coming back from injury and um, this was the first time where I felt like you know what like there was actually nothing in the way of stopping me jumping big here Um, and I think that was a lot of pressure too knowing you're capable of something and then actually going well now I've actually got to do it Um, but yeah also the pressure of and it's not pressure it's it's lovely having people be in your corner Mm. having people want you to succeed and put just as much into their job their job might not be um, actually physically training or writing programs but it's um, their massage or um, even just a friend's talk to my parents you know um, having that sort of pressure is a really nice type of pressure it obviously mm. adds to to the not stress but the um, the feelings on the day but it, it's a really lovely thing to have um, yeah um IPC Athletics World Championships have been a, had a bit of a break because of COVID. Am I right in saying you've got a World Championships this year? Yes, we do, um, sort of mid-July in Paris. So I see 2015 bronze, 2019 silver. You know what happens this yeah. year, eh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I like, I've managed to peak just at the two pinnacles in the last um, <laughs> eight, nine years and haven't managed to do any in between. So it'll be interesting. Um, there's a lot of new people coming through and they're pretty good. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be there. I'll be giving it my all. Of course you will. Of course you will. Talking about <laughs> peaking and tapering and all of that, how much of how much management of your physical getting to peak how much work and study of your body and your physiology goes into that because I'd imagine every athlete's different yeah definitely and I think um yeah it's it's huge I mean I think I often get the question have I started training yet Mm. for a a game and and it never stops like I started training um just over nine years ago and I have only had stints of you know a couple of weeks off here and there bar, bar time for injury but they never rest um and 
it never stops. It's it's a constant thing. We're learning every week, every day of what makes us tick. And I think um, now that I'm getting even older, there's more to learn. And I understand my body a bit better, but it comes with its own, you know, nuances. And I think, um, yeah, it's it's a big, and it's not something that I ever have to really worry about. That's always, um, I've had awesome coaches and um, their, that's their job to sort of, figure out how and how they get best get me into the right, you know, um, the right position leading into a world champ. So it's not really on my shoulders. I trust them. So, um, yeah, but it is a big job. Have you had um, issues with injury? Because like you, I've watched you live, you run flat out. And I'm just thinking about the energy and um, almost shockwaves that must go through your body on that plant foot when you're going at full speed and you're exploding off that one foot maximum effort, that must put a lot of stress, I don't know, foot, ankle, knee, back, the whole lot. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And, and that's sort of what happened um, back in 2017. I That was the year I came forth at World Champs. I didn't know, but at the time I was competing with a stress fracture in my foot. Just from that repeated takeoff, repeated strain and pressure and force going through that foot from takeoff and probably poor mechanics, which we've worked really hard over the last um, six or so years to improve to not have that issue happen again. Um, but yeah, it does take its toll. But I mean, in saying that, the the best jumps are usually the ones that are easiest on the body, um, the ones where you're not fighting fighting physics and you're just letting it happen and those are the ones you always strive for because you, your body doesn't break down during that. And, yeah, that's the goal, I guess. So what about your progress um, over the last couple of years? Like, <clears throat> you're you're very measurable. It's distance. That's the be-all, end-all, how far you can jump. Um, you know, you, I, I don't, I'm not sure what your PB is at the moment. Is it still 591? Yeah, yep, I did that in 2020. Um and that was uh, 2021, actually. Um, and, yeah, you're right. It's so black and white. Athletics, you can't hide anywhere. You either run, jump, throw, a distance, a time. It is what it is. And I think that can be quite scary. Um, there's been a lot of changes recently. Um, and I'm really excited to see where they go. You never know whether or not they show up immediately or they take a while to sink in. But, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, sort of early season for me. I'm competing a lot through this end of the this, the New Zealand season and then through to Aussie and then into World Champs. So there's a lot a lot more times where I get to piece myself and, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because I'd imagine at this level when I've spoken to um, both Liv McTaggart and Eliza McCartney and it's like re- – rewiring your mechanics and you'll take a step mm. backwards before you can take a step forwards. So are you forever evolving and trying to discover the right recipe for you to be able to jump the furthest you can? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's sort of where we got to in 2021. Like I, I made a big breakthrough um, there and, you know, jumped a 20-something centimetre PB and, and that felt really amazing, but it kind of felt like I got to the ceiling of what I could do there but like with my, my that current technique that technique in 2021 that was sort of getting up to the upper limit of where I could pro- probably go and so it was sort of had to make some big calls and um, 
try and look where we could get some distance elsewhere. And I think that's the thing, you've got to trust the process that you are going in the right direction, even if it is your body's still getting used to applying force in those new patterns. And um, and also, you know, um, it's hard to break that cycle when you go into stressful environments. Your body just wants to do what it's comfortable with and mm. it takes a while to be able to get used to it and, you know, jump in competition the way you've been practicing and training, I find, anyway. So, um, yeah, it's all a learning curve, but it's hard sometimes to trust the process, but it's what you've got to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you do. Trust the process. There's a yeah. line for all athletes, eh? Hey, look, you've got the Porrick Classic on this weekend. Um, you, you won't want to put too much pressure on yourself, as you say. You're going to compete a lot from <laughs> now on. So do you set yourself a distance goal, a technique goal in, in an event like this? What do you set that you want to achieve out of this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's never, it's never, for me, I find I don't really love setting the distance goals. Obviously, just because it is so black and white, like that is literally an, the outcome. That's what you'll be seeing on the piece of paper on, you know, Saturday afternoon after the comp is what I've jumped. But it's, that's really hard to pick. It, you know, it could be windy, it could be really hot, it could be cold. You know, there's so many um, sort of other things that play into the distance. So I guess we're going to go for, te- like, I usually just see the technical thing that I would like to focus on, and usually it's something that we've been doing in training. Um, and, yeah, we've made a few changes recently, so there, there'll be a few things that I'm trying to trying to put together out there. But, I mean, it's just, it's sort of my first, it's my first, proper competition this season uh, this this year sorry and um, yeah so I'm kind of just looking to enjoy it I think the weather's meant to be lovely in Hamilton and um, it's always nice to go away and um, see other people and I love jumping with all the other um, all the other jumpers um, the women around the country it's always nice to get together um, and some of them have made big improvements recently so I'm looking forward to watching them jump too um, yeah. so yeah It'd be brilliant. Um, two very easy questions I ask all athletes this at the end. You wake okay. up on the morning of competition. What do you fuel yourself with? What's your last meal? Hmm. I don't know. I think I'll probably have porridge this time <laughs> um, for breakfast. I don't know. It's kind of hard. Oh, well. It usually is what it is. And especially when we go away, like you just kind of got to grab what you can. But yeah. Bit of porridge. Probably porridge. And the last yeah. one, and even more importantly, and the answers I get to this are so varied, uh, the headphones are on, and you're warming up, you're getting Ooh. ready. What zones you in? What are your beats? What's your choice? Mm. And this, this is one I, I, I think lots of people are like pretty, like have a lot of routines, they're a bit superstitious about what they do before competition, but I'm really the opposite. Um, um, go with the flow. I think... Usually something that has a good beat, something that makes me want to dance or, um, yes, and usually something with some good lyrics that I can zone into into the competition as well, get me in the mood. Um, but, yeah, nothing specific, really. I or love shuffle, that. I love usually. that. Yeah. You just go with the flow. Porridge if you want, yeah. cornflakes if you want, toast yeah. if you want. Rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Anna Grimaldi, I've loved chatting to you today. It's been really cool to get to know you a little bit better. We wish we Thanks. wish you all the very best for the Pirate Classic down there in Hamilton and, and the season ahead. And uh, we'll stay in touch and love following your progress. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Brilliant. There she is. Two-time gold medalist 
in the Paralympics, Anna Grimaldi in the long jump. She is competing at the Pirate Classic, and I've watched her live. She's absolutely brilliant to watch. If you're in and around Hamilton, go down, watch it, support her, cheer for her, pass her some porridge, sing her a song that she can dance to. We'll come back in a moment. I've said it once and I'll say it again. The Crusaders are my second team. I promise you Cyclops is listening in Christchurch on 12.60am. PGG Rights and Turf has been breeding turf grass seeds suitable for New Zealand racecourses for over 40 years. They focus on the delivery of high-performance turf grass solutions. From seed and turf maintenance products to nutrition plans and agronomic advice, their driven team is equipped with the technical knowledge and market-leading products to help you achieve the best possible solution. To find out more about how they can help with your racecourse turf grass requirements, visit pggrightsandturf.com.